Record. Hey, friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's Let's start start the show. show. All the way out in Craig, Montana. Yeah, we're starting the show. Craig, America. Right. Right where all the happening is going to be happening. We're downtown Craig, Montana right now. Correct. Yeah, Yeah, downtown. Yeah, absolutely. If you go 10 steps the other way, what is that called? Well, Midtown. Midtown, okay. So you guys well, are Well, we are, yeah. We're in actually the Central Business District. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we're at Isaac's right now, which is our best restaurant in, in downtown Craig, Montana. Po- possibly just Montana. Possibly, yeah. I think it's definitely top 10. But yeah. yeah, if you get to the other side of town, you know, that would be the west side. So we're really in the Eastern Business District right now. Okay. Right next to the rail tracks and boat ramp. Yeah, we can see the railroad tracks, we can see the river, we can see cows, we can see the mountains. Yeah. Um, and we came out here today to talk with the owner of the fly fishing shop out here in Craig. And why Craig? Because this is where the World Series of, and the Super Bowl and the World Cup of fly fishing happens every year. Like this is where any, any good fly fishing in the world during this time of year is happening right here. Is that what I'm? Well, and we talked about it on the way. How up close here. am I? It's like this is probably <laughs> you're in the ballpark mm, <laughs> with, with eh. people that are fly fishermen. Many of them, this is their bucket list. If they don't, uh, live yeah, right it's here. the epicenter of some of the best dry fly fishing. You know, trout fishing in the world, absolutely in, in the oh yeah, this world. is the top five trout fishery in the world for sure. Right, and so we we hooked up with the Headhunters Fly Shop. We're here with Mark Reisler. That's correct. And co-owner. Co-owner, yes, co-owner oh. with John Arnold. Yeah, yeah, yep, with John. I met John. Yep, and then have now met you. We yep. talked on the phone several times, and the, the goal is that we can give our listeners some tips, some funny stories, get to know you a little bit, and uh, just if somebody wanted to really do, you know, they're just like, you know what, I want to go fly fishing. How yeah. do you do that? And then. The scary thing about doing that for the first time is like, oh, what do I need to bring? What don't I bring? Um, what what do I need to tip? What kind of things can I talk about? And yeah, and, you know, and so like, what's taboo? You know, yeah. what, what what am I going to show that I'm the greenhorn out here trying to hang out with the cool fishermen? I, I could tell when you came in the door, Joe, you were a greenhorn. I got yeah, a just, fish shirt on, though. It has fish on it, but I, I came I came prepared. I'm in Sims. I'm in Sims. Yeah, Ooh. you're in the, you're the trout outfit. Yeah, there right. you go. The trout it's uniform, so, yeah. I, I, I knew what I was doing when I put this on this morning. Actually, it was a little cold, so I was like, I want something long sleeve, but not... Mm-hmm. Gonna burn me up, and I was like, "Where's the only shirt that I have with a fish on it?" <laughs> that's some kind of a more of a, like a musician shirt, right there. You're right. That's yeah. what I, you know, yeah. I want people to know that I play music and I know about fishing. That's the <laughs> message. <laughs> I think you've got your bases covered. That's the message. Yeah, yeah. So I told you before we started recording. I saw you on a YouTube video uh-huh. um, where you were getting a very similar interview. And it mentioned that you are from Washington. I am, yeah. I'm originally yeah. from yeah, Mount Vernon, Washington, uh, which is on the, on the north side of Seattle there, 60 miles. Yeah, on the Skagit River, which is kind of a famous fishing river, the Skagit River there with steelhead and salmon and some of the techniques for trout spay. Uh-huh. And, well, for hey. spay, I'm sorry, yeah, spay. But now we do trout spay here. But anyway, and my business partner is from Tacoma. So John is from Tacoma and myself, I, I'm from Mount Vernon. So we are two longtime transplants now, and I've been here 30 one or two years, and John is short, yeah, almost that long as well. So, yeah, we've been here for a while. Like, when you mean here, I mean here, yeah. Like I, I got here in 1992. Yeah, I moved here full time. I was here 100 to 120 days a year, 
92 through ni- into 97. I moved here September 1st, 97, mm. and uh, full-time. So I was here, yeah, 100 to 120, 80 to 120 days a year, camped and fishing uh, until I thought, you know, that wasn't enough days in the year <laughs> to spend on the Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so Joe mentioned, like, the Super Bowl and and World Cup and World yeah. Series and all that stuff. But, like, honestly, the fishing's pretty good right here. It's pretty, it's pretty all sick, all man. Year. Yeah, I, I mean, I was a trout mom for, uh, I guess I still am. I, I, I live <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, I'm not transient anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, no, I, I you know, I came here in 1992, and I, I tell people I just never left. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't catch them right away. I mean, this is not... Hey. It, 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 yeah, it, 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 it took me a little while to figure out the difference between a tailwater fishery like this, you know, slow-moving lake style, and a freestone like the, like the Yellowstone or the Madison or the Gallatin or any of the, you know. I grew up the, on the Gallatin. Yeah, so that's so, a freestone, so yeah. Freestone? I never knew that. We have controlled water here. So we're behind three dams, so ah. uh, several reservoirs above us. So we have a constant water flow which leads to a little better water temperature control, which leads to a little more consistent fishing. Everything in nature likes consistency. Even trees like consistency. Huh. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, so wow. that's what okay. an advantage. Yeah, we are, you know, at the fly shop, we're open every day by Christmas. So we, this is a 12-month fishery. And there's very few 12-month trout fisheries on God's green earth. There's people fishing out here? Oh, oh yeah. 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 When in you, the winter? Oh, yeah. Well, look at it today. I mean, we're in April. It is. It is. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, it's a brisk day, but... A lot of the places we passed, there were vehicles. Yeah, oh yeah. Every, every yeah. stop and people out in the water, and I'll, I'll come up to Holter to ice fish, mm-hmm. and you'll see you'll see people in the water. Whoa, fly fishing. Yeah, it, you know, that is that has changed in the last ten to fifteen years. Yeah, it was, you know, when I first got here, uh, June fifteenth through September first. Okay, I mean that was the that was the season. Yeah, I remember the trout shop closing. I worked for the trout shop for a number of years, and uh-huh. which had a, a, another local fly shop here, and. We would close, they would close on October 1st, like lock the doors. Yeah, and I'd wow. spend another two or three weeks here before the snow flew, and then I'd go home and ski for a living. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah, that has absolutely changed. Yeah, so, any I'm, day above zero degrees, there's somebody on the river. Zero yeah. meaning, yeah, like damn cold. Really cold, yeah, that really below cold. freezing, yeah. 30 degrees <laughs> yeah. below freezing. Yeah, people, right. And that's just Montana, though. That, like, yeah, that's yeah. silly. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you've had a rough life then. It is by design, I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I could Fly sit fishing, behind a desk, skiing. But, you know, that's that's, that's, that's not my days that's on the not water. my style. Yeah. You know, I learned a lot about that lifestyle when I played yeah. music out here. Yeah, I, you're just, familiar. Just talking with the guides, I would just listen to them say that that very thing. Like, well, what I do out here is I take people for fishing. I love fishing myself, so right. when I get off of work, I go fishing. And then uh, when the season changes, if it does, I go over here and teach people how to ski or another really cool thing in a beautiful place. And I'm like, what? Why doesn't everyone live like you? Like, what? And what? In, what are in we high, doing? In high school, that was never the option. When they did like the test right. for like, what career do you want to be? They're like, okay, you can be a janitor or an accountant. It was never yeah. a fishing guide, then a ski instructor. Just pick the most never. beautiful places <laughs> ever and the funnest thing you can do there and that's what I'm going to do for a living. You know, there are dark sides like the musician life. There oh, are yes. dark sides to, you know, to some of those light sides. That's true. <laughs> right. My life is very tough. You look, Let's not get... You, you look stressed. <laughs> I'm only 26 years old. <laughs> okay. This is all just hard living. Okay. 
Well, real yeah. hard. It looks I'm, like it's real hard living. Yes. Yeah. I've been hanging out with you long enough that you actually have to tell people I'm not as old as I look. Yep. Like you actually have to tell people that. It's nearly in every conversation because they'll be talking to me and making references from the 60s that I, I'm like, I was born in 1980. I have no clue what you're talking about, but I know I look like we're the same age. We are not. <laughs> And then they have me pull out my ID because they're like, no way. Look at how old you look and how you, you're so sour, too. Like everything about you is just old and crusty. And then the dark side. Yeah, it's the dark side. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm, I live every ounce of life there is to live. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so you're up here. How long has Headhunters been around? We opened uh, April 4th of 2008. Okay. So we are just we just had our 14th anniversary and we're heading into our 15th year. Uh, John and I hey. uh, did some work in association with us in another fly shop here in town for a number of years b- previous to that, and mm-hmm. uh, and then we uh, opened and uh, uh, our independent fly shop in in 2008. Yeah, and had a, just a really great time. And so so the the other fly shop you both came out of there. And just set up shop right next door. Yeah, I worked. I, yeah, I worked in a number of capacities for the trout shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, and then finally, John and I were uh, two of the outfitters for them. You know, so that so in Montana, hmm. the outfitter can hire guides. A guide right. cannot solicit business. Right. Right. So it's yeah. There's an outfitter guide relationship. So John and I were two of the outfitters for the trout shop, and uh, and they decided to sell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say that John has to be I. like a mm-hmm. like a contentious thing if you open up like right next to them. Oh, most of the yeah, yeah, yeah. But they I, sold. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, and but then there's another. So there, we're the third fly shop in town. Right. Yeah, and six fly shops on the river. Yeah, because there's there's two others. I know this way is there Cascade one in and Pruitt Creek, and then one in Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. Yeah. That's where mm-hmm. the third one is. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, still plenty of service. Still, oh, still absolutely. plenty of business to go around, it seems like. Well, yeah. I mean, we're would you rather have one restaurant or six restaurants to choose from? It's really great for the fly fishing consumer. Yeah, to have all those options. and Yeah. yeah. Where do you want to go? What sort of experience? And then mm-hmm. the relationships you build with the guides. Absolutely. I mean, they, I, don't they um, They have repeat customers, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our yeah. primary business is repeat business. Yeah. yeah. Repeat customers. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I have, for most of my year, I'm 15-year better client. And then for oh. June and July, I think it's eighteen year or better clients wow. for toward those two month period. That two month period, they're like, "I like you. We're going fishing. Yeah, you develop. Put me on your calendar. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. no, you develop a relationship, and that becomes very, very special. I mean, you know, fishing is about fellowship. Yeah, know, for the most part. I mean, that's why most people participate in fishing, mm-hmm. and you know, and the catching is secondary. Yeah, I mean, you come with your great friends. Yeah, maybe it's you know one of the only times a year you get together with those people, so that's mm. it becomes very very special and the connection with, with the with the guide as well and yeah, I mean I cherish cherish those people I've been with for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and I awesome. and I, I I believe it's mutual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, do they tip well? They do. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Very funny. They make a mortgage after, payment every month. After mm-hmm. eighteen years, <laughs> if they if they start to feel like friends it's like oh well do we give them as good of a tip because we're friends now right you right, know? right i'd be worried that like the tips would get less the longer they're their customers but then also like their word of mouth too like absolutely yeah they, yeah they're the strong and, and, and proponents get, yeah. yeah you get people coming in because that was actually we can start off with that question i asked a couple of people at the gym this morning you know hey what questions mm-hmm. would you have for a guy? sure because i I kind of in, am in the know, and then I'd rely on Joe for some of this stuff to like yeah. ask questions that other people might not know. But they said, uh, "What percentage uh, is out of staters?" Oh, now it's you know it's uh, it's about fifty percent. 
Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, and that has been a relatively recent change. I just, I, in fact, I just looked at the numbers here from uh, from our uh, FWP uh, uh, data from Jason Mullen Region Four here, the state of the Missouri. So these are relatively current and relatively close. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have the paper in front of me, and so take most everything as I tell all my guests <laughs> with a grain of salt. <laughs> yep, right. Yep. But uh, yeah, f- about fifty percent. You know, for a long, long time until about ten years ago, we were at seventy or eighty percent locals. Locals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And then just now we're about fifty percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. People are more well traveled. Um, you know, the internet allows people to to find out what's happening in other parts of the world, which is one of the greatest attributes and one of the you know mm-hmm. and one of the you know the cons for you know that kind of dissemination of information. But the information is out there. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can. You don't have to, you know, I long have to book with a travel agent. You know, I mean, yeah, when I first right. started coming here, you know, I talked to guys, they booked this through the travel agent, you right. know, and you're coming on June 12th. Now, you know, you look on June 10th and go like, shoot, it's not fishing very well there. I'm going to go from, you know, I'm going to go over to the Madison. I'm going to go to the Jefferson, whatever, go to mm-hmm. the Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, that kind of information allows you to make last minute choices. And, you know, you can look at lodging everywhere. You know, so, so so there can be a downfall to that, too, because of course you, you're is, yeah. trying to, like, book things When it's really good, you, know. you get a lot of people. When it's not very good, you don't get anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it used to be a little more level. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Because people will fish regardless of what the reports, quote, unquote, sure. say. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, but then it's peak season. I mean, there's, you know, the, those guests are, you know, return annually. I mean, they just, like an Alaska fisherman, they keep their week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. What questions do you have, Joe? Um, yeah. So, what do I do to? Um, what are the, what are the, like the top three things that guides always complain about when they're bringing out new people? So, if I do the first guide trip ever, I won't do these three things unless there's five. Yeah, not 25. enough hot chicks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's, yeah, usually, so I'm only you know, bringing just, guys. Yeah, you hear that me. in the bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, probably not enough. So yeah. Bring they're, they're, a good looking. Yeah. There's with me. plenty okay. of over fifty year old fellas. Okay. Got, okay. Yeah. And overloaded on that dilemma. So don't bring any yeah. over 50 guys with me. Yeah. Okay. Are you writing this down? I got to post it. Yeah. No, this we're, is all recorded. Yeah, we're recording, so we can just go back and listen. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the th- uh, three most common things. That I, the most thing, the biggest thing for me is, is water drinking. I mean, this mm, is, yeah, like mm-hmm. things that I would change in my boat, and I continually yeah. try. Because, you know, people are really good at drinking Diet Cokes at their desk. Yep. Yeah. This, they're not at their desk, and you should be drinking water anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to yeah. have the beer all day, but you're like, oh, you Yeah, gotta- no, which is fine. I mean, I'm an advocate of that. Totally I mean, you're on cool, vacation but- with your, you know, you're with your friends. But, you know, you got to drink some water so you can perform well. Yeah. Dehydration yeah. sneaks up on you. And it then absolutely when it, does. When it yeah. gets a hold I mean, of you. That's, a, huge, that's oh. a big thing. Yeah. Uh, I would suggest that most people get the rod out of the rod tube one time in between their trips. That's another thing that uh, most people, yeah. I mean, just, yeah. If, like you last know, year's receipts are Going on are a in golf there. trip, you go to the range. You see your pro. Uh-huh. You do. I'm going to Hilton Head for, you know, a week. You're going to do a little tune-up. Uh, Anglers rarely do that unless you're some sort of hardcore guy. You know, that's, yeah, unless you're a full-time angler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are not doing some of those things. So, I mean, that would be another great thing to remember. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like hunters to do the dry fire, well, whatever. Right. The no, yeah, they do all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, Just yeah, this is, the this, there's another parallel. Golfers, hunters. I mean, a guy goes out to the range and he shoots for a while. Yeah. So when the animal walks in front of him, he's prepared. Right. Well, that's yeah, the your recreational thing. angler often does not do that. Yeah, okay. when they're just like doing one or two guided trips a year. 
they're, yeah, they're probably not bringing out there. Yeah, which I understand. I mean, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. shoot. I mean, I, I go golfing once or twice a year, and I don't get the club out, and I'm terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, but I recognize that, yeah, mm. there's a correlation between <laughs> yeah. the education and the success. Yeah. So, I mean, commonly, you know, you're what we would call a, a Disneyland or an amusement uh, you know, park client, uh, which there's plenty of. Uh, you know, who just wants to go catch some fish. Yeah. You know, not right. interested in learning and perpetuating their involvement in the sport, and that's okay. Yeah, they just want that picture. That's okay. Well, okay. Uh, no, absolutely. No, it's, yeah. it's certainly okay to, to not be a professional in everything. You right. Know, it's like expecting a 16-year-old to be a race car driver as soon as he gets in the car. Well, that may not be the right correlation. Right. But a 42-year-old <laughs> to be just because he's driving a car or somebody that learns how to play basketball. Not every basketball player wants to be a professional. Not every right. skier wants to be on the World Cup. Sometimes Not you just want to play horse. Wants to be, you know, doesn't want to make it their full time hobby. So, so it, we ha- absolutely have to recognize that. Yeah, okay. the recreation it, end of it. Can someone that's never picked up a rod come with you guys? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. it's you know it's less common here on the Missouri River because this is uh, a river where we do. We, you know, you're not here on the Missouri. Uh, like you would be in a in a population center, like a right. city. Right. Yeah, where right. you're going right. to go horseback riding one day, and then tomorrow I'm going to go on four-wheelers, and the next day I'm going to go fly fishing. Okay. Oh, right. This is but, the yeah, thing around here. My spa appointment's at 1.30. Right. Oh, my God, it's 12. <laughs> we get off. Well, eight miles from the takeout, sir. You know, ma'am. So, no, this is that we don't have that, necessarily have that walk-in kind of client, like, oh, i got the family here, I want to go fishing. So this is uh, something you would book in advance. We do not have a lot of walk-ins. Okay. Having said that, this is a great place. The, you know, one of the greatest benefits of the Missouri that I have always claimed is, you know, this has got uh, uh, challenges for every skill set. So if, whether you're a beginner here, you can go out here and we can deep nymph and we can catch some fish, which mm. is just great. So you don't have to have any skills, to, you know, to have some success here. Obviously, you know, if you have ability to listen, that's pretty good for learning. But yeah, okay. but, uh, yeah so and then, you know, at an intermediate, uh, you know, with a shallow uh, nymph rig or a short leash nymph rig, some of the skill sets developed there, you know, for dry dropper and then from dry dropper to dry fly and then head hunting, you know, which is our primary objective at Headhunters Fly Shop, which is, you know, hunting heads and looking for that specific fish, casting at that specific fish, and then hopefully catching that specific fish. So you can, there, you can have challenges at every level. You can be a rank novice to, a, to an expert, and, and we can find challenges for you here. So that's one, I think, one of the greatest attributes of the Missouri River. That sounds great. I never, I never realized that that's what headhunters meant. Like you're, that just means you're looking for the specific fish, and so sure. you're at that. You, you're like advertising, like, hey, if you're interested in this type of fish, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. try, try to catch. Well, that sure, type of absolutely, fish. yeah, and that that's obviously a higher skill set. You know, yeah. that, so casting skills obviously play a big role in that, and getting the rod out of the tube between trips is pretty important yeah so, yeah that, 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 that expert angler obviously has yeah does practice and does fish often and, and has a practice rod in the garage and that kind of stuff so that's a that's a different kind of an angler hmm. yeah which we have a lot of but you know we cool. have all those skill sets you know from the from the novice intermediate to advanced and, and expert angler yeah which awesome. is, so that this type of river attracts that kind of individual you know that mm-hmm. certainly that upper level angler for the challenges yeah i'm gonna have to, we're gonna have to do a walk-in i know just i mean you walk right try. across the bridge. I mean, yeah. If you st- well, you used to work down the road, but yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you know, stand on that bridge. They're rising right there. I mean, there's a bait coming off. Right, and I'm going just, fishing after this. I was gonna say I, as we were driving gig, up, yeah. I'm like, oh, there's fish rising there. There's fish rising. I was telling you. How can the whole you see way. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the got some way, poles. I'm like, oh man, there's yeah. some good stuff. Yeah, let's I had, do it. I had one other guy ask, and so this isn't this isn't fair because you guys are a fly shop, sure, and so you're fly fishing. But right. he asked, what do you think is better? 
um, lures or flies. Mm, or, it depends on the situation. Yeah. And then I think he even said bait. Like, sure. You know, live well, bait. Live bait's always the best. <laughs> Followed by a night crawler. Followed by some sort of stinky, I guess, eggs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah fish yeah, eggs. Yeah, is what eggs, use of course. Now, yes, yeah. monsacks. You see that. Um, depends on, yeah. Uh, it, commonly here, a, a very successful nymph angler is going to outfish all of those disciplines. Yeah. So the bait's in front of the fish for the longest amount of time. And that's on a drift uh, fish, you know. So that's in a boat where your bait is in front of the fish for a long period of time. Your it, flies are it, in front of the fish for it because... Is it sitting down in the well, water? Well, you're drifting or? And, you're, and you have it in a very specific depth water zone oh. where the fish are hanging. So if you're with an educated rower, yeah, yeah you are going to have your opportunity. You're just going to bat for a high average. Oh, the, gotcha. ball, the, the ball is on the strike zone for a long period of time. Hey. I mean, there's a lot of analogies there. <laughs> but I like the bait the, has to be in front of the fish for okay. a long. You want to get it there as fast as possible and keep it there as long as possible. What do you call that type of fishing? Well, again? that's nymphing, like deep nymphing. Dim, yeah, deep nymphing. Yeah, because I mean, most of the awesome. fish are living on the bottom. Uh-huh. Throughout the day, they become suspended, following insect life upwards towards you know when they try to come in our atmosphere, the insects. But, but yeah, keeping the bait. I mean, that, I mean, if you drift fish with night, those guys that drift fish with night crawlers, will they catch the most? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I used to do that in high school. It wasn't highly effective. We would, we would highly, uh, yeah. drift worms. What? And you can't emulate some, the smell and sexiness of a night crawler. <laughs> I mean, I could try. There's some, fly, flies, there's some flies that try. <laughs> they try, but it's not lifelike. <laughs> no. yeah. what, what's that thing that um, is illegal to do with the egg sacks when you're fishing with those? Isn't no, there yeah, something I mean, I that's... think you can do it here. What you know, you cannot have live bait here, so you cannot have like you couldn't put a little shiner on or a little baby, a little like a baby little trout minnow. or a sculpin or a little minnow. You can't. That's the like only a little thing. fish. You can't put right. a live little fish on here. Okay, live little fish, which but would be very you, effective, I'm the, sure. The, the, I mean, yeah. Live bait is hyper effective. Yeah, okay. but you you can use eggs. They're not egg sacks. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. You yeah. know, I, I remember I read the 1992 creel survey. Uh, there's been three 92, 03, or 04, and 2015 are the most recent creel surveys where we gather a lot of data for from. Uh, but I remember in the, in the 92, the most common technique here was Sponsex. Yep. Sponsex. Yeah, because they survey, you know, 1,500 anglers and say, yeah. hey, you know, how are you fishing? How would you catch? Yeah. You know, do you think there's too many people? Do you think there's oh. too many regulations? Do you th- I mean, you know, they ask a, a specified list of questions. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and similar ones every about every 10 years, so they can follow that, you know, that trend. But that, but it's still I, I, it's still a pretty high percentage Sponsack here. I mean, you, you absolutely see people um, catching them that way. It's, it's effective. So, yep. like, the only reason I know that is because I was fishing with some of my friends in Cascade who grew up in Cascade. Oh, yeah. So they're they're doing they're fishing for ling and different yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff. fun, yeah. And so now I have a question because I like I said I only know that because sure. I have friends. Sure. So if if I knew nothing and I wanted and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, what are they talking about with some of these this jar some sure. of these jargon sure. terms? Sure. Is there a good place that you can just like go mm. and get the basics and like okay, here's what all the terms mean. Here's the oh, different I'm sure on the internet. Here's the different type of regulations, like you know, like if you're wondering, like what's a what oh, does it mean could, for maybe the fishing regulations? I mean, yeah, the fishing little, regulations. Yeah. That one's easy. Yeah, yeah, that's a for like state or is that a federal uh, Montana FWP? Yeah, FWP. They, they, they go keep there. Fish, okay. wildlife, and parks, and they keep that stuff up to date. 
they're actually doing really well. Absolutely. I, yeah. Like I wouldn't know. Like you know, I go there first to be like, hey, can I use this little fish yeah. to yes. go fishing with? And Correct. they'll be like, no, you can't. And on Just, rivers, okay. it'll tell you like even between like this outlet and this outlet or this dam and very this lake. Specific. And it's very specific what your limits are what you can use, how many lines. It doesn't really matter to a fly fisherman because you're just using one. But if you are using like bait or something like that, how many poles you can have, how many lines you can have. It changes all over the state based oh. on where you're at. Would it also tell me things like, uh, so it's the regulations, what not to do. Would it also like say, hey, this is the best place for that uh, deep, deep water nymph fishing or do you got to no, go into that's that's ex- that's experience you got to go yeah, talk to guys no you got to yeah, you got to go. get outside your house and live a little now yeah, I'm you got to go you got to f- go fail for a, I mean, fishing is one of those things where that's why a lot you know some people don't make it because yeah. the failure rate is very very high for a number of sessions if not years okay it's like golf. I mean, you don't go out there and just start crushing 325 yards. That's at true. Least I, at least I don't. I mean, I do every time. Well, yeah. Well, you're a musician. You've got lots of time during the day. <laughs> do shit like that. Stuff That's like true. that. Touche. <laughs> yeah, and so for information like that, there are some like YouTube channels and yes. different things that you could check out. But yeah, essentially... Oh, that makes sense. You just kind of like... You have a, you, you, you kind of need it. Yeah, I think actually the best is if you haven't fished before to find a guide. Find a guide. Pay to have someone like show you what they do. Or you have a friend that'll, uh-huh. that'll take you out that knows how to already do it. And then you just kind of like, you start researching. You go to the fly shop or the lure shop, North 40 or something, right? Yep. Yeah. And you, and, you, and you just like, you start experimenting with different things, you know, because so. like trout. I, I kind of have figured out because I, I live next to the Gallatin River. I've, I've fished this river a lot. I kind of have figured out. I'm not as good as people that would be actually living up here. But walleye, like I can't, I can't catch a walleye. Okay. Like I just can't. Interesting. And I've, I've tried all the techniques. I've watched so many YouTube videos when so I go do the exact thing they've done. And so it really oh, is. There's yeah. a, me- there's <clears throat> it's similar to hunting and, and other things as well. Like there's a level of skill that you always are putting forward, but then there's a level of luck that yeah. <laughs> kind of has to come back your way. Because even if they're hungry, even if you see fish rising, you could just be because the you're, you're using a fly the size of mm. an eighth of a penny. Yeah, pencil tip. Yeah, And they want one that has a gold head, and you have oh. one that has a black head. Gotcha. And you just, like, for whatever reason, they're just not going to eat that thing. Uh-huh. But I th- that is a good question because you... It, we don't have to go into nymphs and, and all of this, but I, what I do know is uh, we should explain dry flies, you know, uh, just at, like the basic sure. kind of level of sure. those things. Sure. Yeah. Nymphs is, you know, it, a nymph is a, an actual insect. I'll, I'll speak directly to you, Joe. Yes. Uh, yeah, I want right. to know. <laughs> a nymph is a, an insect. It lives on the bottom of the river. It lives in weeds and mud and stuff like that. Okay. The previous year or two years for some insects or four years for others, the egg was laid. So the egg is laid in the water. It either falls to the bottom or the insect swims it down to the bottom in places in the mud or the weeds. Okay. It morphs just like a butterfly with like a moth. I mean, so there could be, you know, 10 to 40 morphs, changes in metamorphosis, changes in body size where they would shed their exoskeleton and be and then drift downstream and attach onto another weed and then create a new exoskeleton. So that could happen ten to forty times. One year later, or two years or four years on some. But mayflies, let's talk about mayflies. Mayflies one year later that insect hatches after a number of morphs. Metamorphosis. Oh, yeah. And then it becomes the yeah. And then it comes out in as an adult in our atmosphere. So it comes through the water column to the surface, uh-huh, uh-huh. hatches, mates 
okay. commonly in you know six or eight or twelve hours, and then spins, which is and then which is a stage of life uh, where it's egg laying or ovipositing eggs back in the water, and then one year later, their spawn comes, their 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 little babies come out. Okay, and it could be thousands of them, you uh-huh. know. So, so that that's a normal life cycle. Yeah. So nymphs is, is that type of deal where you are fishing that stage of insect life. That'd and, be a nymph, and, and you, you got to go one or two f- on. find them, and you see well, this. Well, no, and you're you like, just know, I... you just. I mean, you're in. You know, you you can't see what's happening because your fl- your flies, your nymphs are subsurface okay. with a split shot and a bobber. So you're trying to put it in a spot where you think there's fish, and you're hoping they're going to eat it. Uh huh. I mean, that's the game. Interesting. And then every day you get, you know, a little bit. So, hence, considerable failure in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you just really don't know nothing. You're guessing. Yeah. And, like, you could fish a streamer, which is like a little baby sculpin or a little baby, a little bit like a shiner, like we're talking about, like live bait. You're trying to emulate some sort of little baby fish. Okay. And so the streamer is a fly. It's a fly. It's not the but actual it's not fish. An it's an insect. Yeah. It's... it's Emulating not an insect but a actual fish. Okay. And there's lots of different shine, just like a lure is that emulating or trying to you know uh, uh, be just like the little fish. Okay. Yeah, look just like it. So that's a streamer fly. So you throw that out and you strip it back. You don't reel it in like you would a spin rod. Okay. And then there's also um, then there's dry fly fishing where you're fishing that that last stage of life before they mate and then drop the eggs back in. So the adult form in our atmosphere, in the air, sitting uh-huh. on top of the water. Okay. Because it's emerged through the surface film, sits on top of the water, dries That's out its wings, dry flies fly. away, okay. finds a mate, then has sex. Uh-huh. Is this an adult show? Right. Well, it is now. All it is yeah, now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can say that. So, and then, yeah, and then... And then may fall back on the top of the water, and you might be able to fish for it in that stage too, okay. which is called the spinner. But so there's kind of dry fly, nymph, streamer, and then now there's there's trout spay, which is just swinging leeches and small minnow imitations, huh. and insect imitations on the rise. So there's so there's really kind of four disciplines: streamer, nymph, dry fly, and now you could swing a fly. It's a relatively new technique. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, as a new person, I would I would not know any of that. No. But what I do want to know is, let's say I just I got my like two or th- maybe I got two kids with me, mm-hmm. and I just want to come out and, and knock on your door and I'd say, suggest you bring a six pack. Hey man, I got a six pack. That's right. Um, can Certainly we do if you like want to recruit any of your friends? Can we do like a half day? Yeah, oh yeah. And like yeah. about how like I got nothing with me. No yeah. poles, no nothing. I'm just like I'm I'm I need to buy a floppy hat and some sunscreen. Let's can you take me fishing and Oh a, yeah. And about how much money should I set aside for such a trip of just walking in with nothing and like well, one, if you like it, like a if you a like day. it a lot, I mean you're gonna yeah. say yeah. If you don't yeah, like yeah. it, yeah, less. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. No, yeah, absolutely. No, mo- modern fishing guides and operations uh, uh, have have gear for you, mm-hmm. have waders for you if it's yeah. raining, you know. So it's something you can put on. Uh-huh. I mean, you'd bring a rain jacket and eye protection and sunscreen and your fishing license. Okay. Then generally for. The, most operations would have you covered there. They'd okay. have the rods for the specific rods for the kids too. I mean, depending on their age, hey. so it'd be you know age appropriate. Supposed to you know giving you don't give a, an adult rod to a kid. He just can't be successful. It's like giving a super long ski adult skis to a you know a five year old. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't doesn't match. You put them in successful situations. Okay. Like how people need to be educated. So yeah, absolutely. You can just show up, and that's you know it's pretty it's it's absolutely more common with people flying. They just fly with their rain gear, their eye protection. Yeah. And a pocket full of cash, and they can come. 
Right, right. They could come on. No, so a six six hundred dollars is a pretty average. Uh, is that a per standard? person? Or? No, that would be for the boat. For the and boat. That's, yeah. Hey. So that's so it's, so Not you would bad. have that would provide uh, uh, seats for two. Okay. Yeah. So me the and rower, Brian want to come yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. And we we got six hundred bucks with us, and we'll just get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're big, we're bigger guys. Understood. That's understood, though. And, no, and, then, and yeah, and the lunch is provided. So gear limit. and lunch, uh, and uh, and education. Yeah. Gear, lunch, yeah. and the wisdom. Nothing's ever of the guaranteed, but like I said, this is a very very prolific river, and and you know you're probably going to catch a couple. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a pretty rare day when we don't at least catch a couple. We're so fortunate with the Missouri River. Yeah, a lot of fish. Um, the staff that works here are full-time career guides. You don't have any. That's a really a, a, another difference about the Missouri is uh-huh. you're full-time career guides. These there aren't guides here that are hobbyists that, or just work weekends. Right. These are full-time career guides that, that work eight to twelve months a year here, yeah. and this is what they do for their living. This yeah. is the, what they did. They're professional full-time fishing guides. Where, yeah. where do most huh. of your guides live? Oh, I mean, relatively locally, but I mean, as far away as Great Falls or Helena. Okay, yeah, yeah. So be, we're forty-five minutes from Great Falls or Helena. We so, didn't even describe that to yeah. anybody. Is yeah, yeah. Thank you for doing yeah, that. Yeah, no, and yeah, and most of them, yeah, have have a a, a long period of dropping out of college and yeah fishing a bunch before they become fishing guides now i say that <laughs> yeah. tongue-in-cheek but most of the most of my fishing guides have, have yeah are college degreed and they just yeah finish a college degree to placate their parents in some manner before they you know threw that education to the wind and w- went and did what they want to do yeah, yeah perfect and, and so most of them have experience before they're coming to you they've already oh shucks so the, the, the fishing guide here on the missouri is much much different yeah four or five hundred days this yeah we don't I don't hire a guide unless I've known him for four or five years. Wow. Hey. Oh yeah, no, there aren't summer. This is this is yeah. a, this is this is a much different river than many many others. Hey. Uh, in that you have like when you come here, you don't leave. Right. Right. Yeah, you just stay forever. I mean, right. I, this is my thirty first year here. I I, I haven't left. <laughs> this is where it is. If you like, this well, it's stuff. A, kind of one of the epicenters. I mean, like I said, it's trout top five trout fishery in the world, and and what a great place to be. You know, it's really a benefit for the fishing guide here because, you know, there's, we fish one river. You know, there are other locations. A Bozeman guide might, you know, might drive two hours on each side of his guide day. Yep. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I don't put gas in my tank for two weeks. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of pros to being a fishing guide here. There's a lot of cons, too. Yeah. 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 What would the cons be? Well, it's a town of 35 people. There's yeah. only one restaurant, and we're in it. And yep. it's not, you know, it's not open all year, and it's not. I mean, there, yeah. there's cons. And so there's half the nothing people. to do unless you like to fish. Yeah. Or dust. You know, it's a dusty. <laughs> I've called Craig kind of a dusty, and then a, a, a word I'm not going to say on the air. I already said it once, but this is yeah, a this is a dusty town. little tra- trout town, man. Yep. Tiny yeah. Town. I mean, there's not a pizza place. There's not a pharmacy. No. I mean, there's a dive bar, Isaac's, three fly shops, an auto repair shop, and an attorney. Well, oh, oh, and now we have a weed shop and a brewery. Hey, brewery. Yeah, yeah oh, a distillery going in across the river. So we are moving forward. This yeah. thing, this place is blowing up Next like crazy. Next thing you know, there'll be a Walmart right there where we're looking at cows. Yeah, yeah. There's still <laughs> only one paved road. I know people are very concerned when we put a sewer in here a few years ago. They were, how about how many Motel 6s are we going to get put up? I said, you know, there aren't any medical services. <laughs> if you're here on November 1st, you'd be a very lonely person. And 
there are no medical services and it's yeah my my aunt got in a four-wheeling accident in wolf creek yeah and like that was a nightmare oh absolutely she she broke her liver in half oh Oh, my goodness what and they didn't know that of course right you just know you're hurt and uh they started flying the helicopter from great falls and my uncle i think just ended up driving her to helena because it was just like you're right in the middle of everything, oh, yeah. but you're still far away from no. everything. It was crazy. There are, you and know, so, we don't have great internet service. We don't have, you know, terrible. We do not have public service. water. I mean, there's, yeah, this is a small Montana town, man. So, so, so essentially, like, you really have to love fishing. Yeah, and this oh, yeah. Is, this is where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. And you there have are to. some guys that have come and, and it just wasn't fun enough beyond the fishing. I mean, that, yeah, didn't, you know, family, I mean, you know, people moved here, not only fishing guys, but, but others. I mean, you're, you're in the middle of kind of nowhere here, mm-hmm. yeah, with no services except for Isaac's. And Isaac's is yeah. is shockingly oh, it's again, fantastic. it's it's we're one so of the thankful. best restaurants. I I feel like Joe and I need to stick around until they're open because th- thank you, Isaac's, for letting us come in before you were open and, and record in here. Yeah, thanks, um, Isaac's. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, they open at four, and again, they're not open year round. It's actually no, kind of a big no, deal. March through October and sometimes in November. I know John. Uh, would like to be open more. I mean, it. You know, we are having staffing issues in Craig uh, yeah. this year, and 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 really last year, and and John and my, my uh, us at the fly shop are absolutely experiencing that. So that's a change in the ser- the service industry is finding staff. Yeah, yeah. And that's looking, that's all over the nation. I yeah, think. I don't correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're looking yeah. for a job out here in Craig, and you like bonfires, and you're a laid back, easygoing person that likes to drink and fish, come on out, fill out an application. <laughs> Plenty of jobs out here. Yeah. Um, Shoot, we'll hire you sight unseen. Yep. Yeah, no, not, <laughs> not really. Um, I just thought of this. Uh, it bring us back into the fishing aspect. Before I knew what was going on up here, I would have pictured rafts, mm. like everybody mm. in rafts, but that is not what we're yeah. on. What, what, what are we no. on? If you, yeah, we know you're from out of area if you bring a raft. Yeah. <laughs> no, a hard boat. Yeah. Uh, rafts are great, but, but this is not a freestone again. I mean that yeah, you could spend your whole life in one drift boat here, one hard-sided uh, dory or Mackenzie River boat. But we throw, we fish a lot of skiffs now. You know, low profile. It keeps you out of the wind a little bit. Nice right. flat prop form. Yeah, yep. stable. And they have yeah, they have a flat bottom to them. Metal. You can stand up in them. Oh yeah, really you can put stable. barbecue in them. We have you know big cooler. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's certainly client friendly. You know, the the modern boat is very very easy to get in and out of. And uh, is stable. It's certainly when you're standing as well, and yeah. So that's it's it's de- absolutely designed. You know, we fish a lot of these adipose drift boats, which are made in Helena, mm-hmm. and uh, and those are you know designed by fishing guides. Yeah, so they right, are very right. utilitarian. Yeah, that's cool. It's pretty sexy, I think, too. But yeah. utilitarian and, and safe for the guest and safe for the guide. Yeah, cool. very nice platform. So absolutely, they have the client and the and the angler in mind as well as as the rower. I was going to uh, say because the, the row, boat design. Yeah. Okay. If you if you think of let's think of a canoe for a minute, trying to visualize as we're talking about a podcast. You think of a canoe, but it has a flat bottom and it's wider and it's made of metal. And well, like, hopefully we're there. Seems shorter too. I I've, I've fallen out of quite a few canoes. Yeah, so, canoes yeah, are uh, tippy. Oh yet to fall out of a drift boat. Yet. And okay. So the guide will Rock sit. The guide will sit in the middle. Correct. With uh, two oars. Yep. And some kind of control for an anchor, I think. Correct. Yep. And then, yep. Uh, and then uh, you'll have one or two clients on the boat that will be on yep. the tips. Correct. The, the end of the canoe, the yep. end of the boat on yes. either end. And then the the guide's job is to go between this whole Missouri. There's fish the the whole way. Correct. But we'll try to go from good water. You know, if there's a little spot that. 
he hasn't typically caught fish. He'll move from there to the next one. And then rowing against the current to keep you, just like you were talking about earlier, when you have the nymph there. Slow, you slow the boat down to the current yeah. speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh. absolutely. So you're facilitating the drift. you got to keep the bait in front of the fish as long as possible. Correct. Quickly as possible, long as possible. Yeah. And, and try not to turn the boat around huh. a bunch because that's, right. that's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst when the boat starts to spin and you're like, but my lure's over there. It's I'm the most to, impressive yeah. thing. I, I One of the most impressive things about fishing guides, and I love to get guided myself. I get guided quite often in, in the summer as well. And and, as, and and I'm a fishing guide, and, and uh, is the is the row skills, the oar skills. Yeah, Amazing. no, it doesn't even feel like they're doing anything. Yeah, we have rental boats, you know, there's a, and, uh, so you know, so a very common path for an angler, for first time here is come get guided for a couple of days, rent a boat for a couple of days, it's, you know, you're not going to, you're going to crash, it's, yeah, it's, you're going to crash at one and a half miles an hour into the shore, so no damage. Right, right. To, right. To, yeah, yeah, very low speed. Yeah. And then wade fish for a couple of days because the access is great and the wade fishing is great here. It's not slippery bowling ball stuff. It's very easy wading here. Huh. Yeah, I mean, flip-flops are a very common wading tool in the summer. Yep. Yeah. Hey, so, yep. yeah. So, a very, so, you know, so you, you'll see the client after the first day of, of the drift boat rental, and uh, I, I'll see him at the end of the day, and I'll say, hey, you know, how'd it go? And they will say, uh, well, uh, you know, we, we recognized a few things <laughs> pretty, pretty right away. One was, it's a little bit harder to row than the guide makes it look like. It looks like he's not doing nothing. <laughs> it just looks like he's relaxed and he's just chatting. You know, he's yeah. commonly looking into the hills. Or, yeah, but <laughs> but uh, it just looks like they are, yeah, not stressed or, or working hard at all. Uh, I said, yeah, that's a learned behavior. Yeah, so, yeah, where you very, very calmly and move the boat silently without any splashing oars, or <laughs> aggressive yeah. Yeah, oar strokes. Yeah. The second thing we recognized was it also looked like when well nymphing, deep nymphing, uh, it looked like they were just wandering or willy nilly in it down the middle of the river. Uh-huh. So we weren't really paying attention because it just looks like wherever they go, there's fish. Yeah. And then we kind of recognized that maybe <laughs> the boat was in a pretty specific location. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it does look like, I mean, when you're watching guys, you know, we fish the center of the river. We don't, you know, this is not a bank-centric place. A yeah. freestone is a bank, so you got to throw behind rocks. Yep. The fish live on these hard structures. Huh. They also live on hard structures on this river. They just happen to be subsurface that you really can't see unless you're very, very familiar with this resource. Okay. So it looks, so we fish the center of the river. There's, you know, structs, you know, primary shelf lines, secondary shelf lines. I mean, fish like in a, in a goldfish in a, in a, in a tank, you know, they hang up by the skull or the, uh, or the, uh, or the castle, you know, I mean, right. fish live on structures. Yep. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're saltwater fish or goldfish or a trout. Fish also live on structures here. They just don't happen to be on the shore. Huh. They don't happen to be near riffles. I mean, they happen to be subsurface, but you have to have experience, lots of experience here, and look at and understand subsurface structures so you can put the boat in an appropriate spot so the fly is in the appropriate spot on a shelf line or on some sort of structure uh-huh. for long periods of time. So that is the second thing that I mean, think it takes a while to learn because you're not relying on something you can physically see, which is a shoreline or a rock in the center or something like that. So that is one of the difficult things. For those first-time clients, they come in like, wow, I just didn't recognize what was happening when we were out there just catching all those fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's pretty common. I spent hundreds of days not catching fish when I got here in the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you no, do hundreds when, of a, days. When, a guide, yeah. when a guide comes in? You're like, you've got to take a, somebody out. Well, see, that's why you don't. there's no new guides here. 
Right. There aren't, no, I don't have like guys from, you know, that are, you know, college students that come like West Yellowstone would, right. which is, I'm not discounting their, their, their skills or what they do there. I'm just saying a freestone with cutthroat is a lot easier resource with a high pressured resource like the Missouri where they're educated fish. Yeah. yeah. And so negative yeah, high reinforcement. Meaning just lots of people lots fishing of people. the same fish. Sure. So they've oh. seen the lures, they've seen the nymph, they've seen that, and, and they start to get shy, right? And so they... Yeah, you through know, learned behavior. So you, right. A bunch yeah. of people stressing them out all learned the time. Learned behavior, yeah. Okay, we're teaching them like, hey, be careful. There's a bunch of us out here trying to get you. Which, and, and I, I heard on the YouTube video, I think you called it Splashers and Laugh. Oh, Splash and Giggle, yeah. Splash and Giggle crowd. Yeah. I, yeah. That, that made me think of a question, though. Is um, I've been a part of the splashing. Well, of course, me too. Yeah, absolutely. Crowd. Of course. Yeah. You know, so this is a great. This is an amazing area because Fantastic. of all the access. Fantastic. To just lazily float with a tube with your wife, a tube with your kid, a tube yeah. with the cooler, and you some sunscreen, and it takes you just a couple hours to it's go perfect. from one pull out to the next. Perfect. Yep. It's it's amazing, but the problem is, is everybody that's that's part of that crowd hates the guides. Yeah, I don't understand where that you know, angst comes from. You know, from. there's there's like this angst. I much hate, you know, I hate school teachers, attorneys. Uh, <laughs> see the guy that works at Seven Eleven, and then people yeah. ask me why. I don't know. I just hate those. Yeah, people. yeah. Just, and so yeah, and so so they're what? making a living and stuff. Yeah, you. I, I don't like the UPS driver. No. Yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. So the, the question that comes is, what can what can a floater do to 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 make things? I don't know why. I don't know why because I've never uh, this like, is, no. You know, this is like, what this, this like how do we all get along? Asking. How do we oh, all yeah. get along? No, this is that this is, you know social pressures are what is dictating and changing the world right now. I mean we can't we I mean just to turn on I don't turn on the news I don't watch the news I don't but, watch it either no no yeah. yeah but anyway I mean those are those are social pressures are what we're dictating policy really uh, I don't guide on weekends I mean I don't go to restaurants at seven p.m. I don't fly the Saturday before Christmas. I mean, let's just, I mean, <laughs> right. yeah. can't we be smarter? So anyway, I, you know, it's everybody's resource. I mean, first and foremost, it's, right. it's, it's, it's my resource. It's your resource. It's your resource. It's John Winders, the chef, owner chef here. It's his resource. It's, it's any splash and giggler. It's any person in a canoe or a kayak or a, fl- a tube or whatever. We're just swimming down the river in a life jacket. It's all of our resource. Right. We have to recognize that. Uh, what commonly I see happen is is there's angst and, and about use and and one party doesn't believe the other party should be there. I mean that's just yeah. And, and it's just like the yeah. I, and should I understand that we all yeah. I mean, we all have these feelings, but you just have to recognize like if you don't like splash and giggle people, don't come on the don't come when it's ninety degrees on the weekend. Right. Just don't yeah. come at five o'clock or fish. You know those guys come at eleven. Like going to a restaurant at seven o'clock and wanting the table by the window, uh-huh. it's, it's full. Yeah. It's yeah. So so I think it's the onus should be on the the individual and just yeah. to recognize those patterns. Uh, I don't know of that how to get along. I I found uh, I used to try to do a kind of some education on the river when I would feel wronged. You know, I'd be parked on the side. Uh, uh, and, you know, and, and 18 inner tubes crash into me, and they say, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I, I didn't see you there. I was like, yeah, do you, do you hit parked cars on the side of the road, too? <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I yeah. <laughs> but, but to, yeah, just usually led by, you're a, you're a, you know, you're a fishing guide. I mean, I've said, you know, I have my anchor down. I'm just, I'm just parked here, man. I'm not even moving. I'm parked on the shore. <laughs> anyway, you know, there's 300 yards beside us. But, um, no, uh, those are all issues that you just have to recognize what's going on. Yeah, if you don't like 
that other party, you, this is a democratic society. Yeah. You can make choices. Yep. Yeah. You can't, no, you can't have it both ways anymore. You know, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it all the time. It's just the reality. So I don't know how to solve that. Well, and I, I think you kind of even said it in the beginning, that was the best part to, to everybody's go resource. Over. It's everybody's Absolutely. resource. And if we just take it as it's, it belongs to the weekend warrior fishermen, to the splash and giggle crowd and, and the kids that just want to get out and enjoy Montana has a very small window when you can go and float and enjoy totally. it, right? Yeah, when you can have your shirt off. And it also is <laughs> yeah. open. It's also open to the guides because this is all public land. And in Montana, if you don't know, in Montana, on rivers and, and many streams and creeks, uh, it you can access the river as long as you're below what's called the high water mark. Yeah, and so that means that that it's all public land, <laughs> all yeah. public yeah. property. Yeah, and so we're all welcome there. And so even if you have a house. That is right here on the river. Yes, you don't own below that high water mark. You do that, not. That yeah. is the, the vegetation. Publics. The permanent vegetation mark is another way to think about that. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. Where you start to see the bushes that yeah. don't survive underwater. Right. Yeah. When you start to see those, yeah. don't go past those. Yeah. Um, and so, but then just be like nice human beings to each I other. I think that's important. I think yeah. that's yeah. it. Because there, there could be if there's 18 people and none of you saw the boat there. Just apologize. <laughs> Whoops. But, right. you know, sorry. sorry. I love beer. You I know. just happen to be working. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. yep. And, and if you're a guy, you know, like all of us can make make mistakes. And I don't I don't know if it's uh, if it's a superheated contention. Um, you live with it daily, and so it might be a little bit more for you. I um, yeah. But, I uh, mean, I am a live and let live person. Yeah. I mean, I. I I, I, I don't focus on energy on those things that I cannot change. Right. I mean, that's just me. That's my personal and, mantra. And you know the river so well that if you can't get to one spot, like, you know the next 12 that it's are coming It's a great up, educator. Like, yeah. You know, when there's somebody in your honey hole or your spot, you know, you're going down river and you're like, oh, I can't wait to get around the corner here. And, you know, and there's there's a fella standing in there throwing, throwing an egg sack. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how you find other stuff. I mean, right. that is a really great... Displacement is a pretty good educator. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I've learned that in. Uh, I do. A, I used to do a ton of ice fishing. I didn't get out at all this sure. year. But you go out and people go on your holes. You go out the next day yeah, and people are in, in your, your, your hole. Specific hole. Yeah. And you're like, well, Dang. I gotta, I gotta move now. That's where the fish were yesterday, yeah. and they're often not there the next day sure, anyway. Sure. But yeah. um, that that brings me to the next question. Um, it, it makes it a little different because you actually do rent boats, but uh, you know. Uh, I, I talked to a hunting guide one time, and he had, he had brought somebody out to some public land, and, you know, they got on animals but didn't get one, and then three days later, he's the guide is bringing out another client. Oh, yeah. Those his guys client sure. from three days of ago course. is in this public land, yeah, and he's absolutely. like, oh, come on, man. You know, uh, and so is that a thing? Like, you oh, take absolutely. somebody out? Oh, and then sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like, again, that's just a, another, you just have to... You, you, leads you down a path of learning about some other spot which is great and eventually you know them all yeah yeah absolutely and, and, and what i've noticed is the fish yeah they're concentrated but they're everywhere you like, there's, yeah there's yeah that that was a question i don't know if you know off the top of your top of your head i know all the numbers <laughs> can you can you share like of how, course. How, how how many fish do we have well we the, the, so the so the recent yeah uh, uh water data missouri river water data just came out here a uh, month ago, 6,100 catchable rainbows per mile right now, <laughs> 10 inches or better. That's in the, the, the historic high. We had post 8, 9, 10, 11, we had very high water years. High water years bring lots of baby fish, high recruitment. Lots more survived to full spawning age, which is three or four, about 16 inches. 
But we have an inordinate amount of rainbows, yeah. You know, Mother Nature has a funny way of, of leveling things out. We had an inordinate amount of ra- uh, brown trout here in the 8, 9, 10, 11 post-high water years there at, uh, at 1,500, double the normal rate, which is 6,000 over 3,000. 3,000 is the normal kind of average or 3,500 catchable rainbows. Now we're nearly double that. And Mother Nature will yeah, knock that down. 1,500 catchable browns per mile in those years. And now, you know, we're back to it. We're a little below historic rate right now. But, you know, 750 is a more normal number here. And that's just based, you know, that's based on, per, on per decades mile. of data. Yeah, that's at Craig above. Yeah, and there's, oh, about two-thirds of that in that Cascade Reach. So they, so they shock and test the river in, in the, yep. the Wolf Creek to Craig Reach and then the Pelican to Cascade Reach as well. Okay. Yep. And Pelican's the fishing access mm-hmm. right before Hardy. That I was like, yep. hey, we can yeah. stop here if we want. Yep. Yeah. So cool. that yeah. So they and they do that in the spring and the fall. So in the spring they shock for the browns. The rainbows are spawning. So they shock brown trout, get their population numbers, and then in the fall they shock the rainbow when the brown trout is spawning. So I mean you're lessening that other species in the in those same ones. And they right. very similar spots, if not the exact same spots. Uh, you know, left side one night, middle of the river one night, right side one night. Yeah, so those are data strings. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that and there's a number. Lot. I mean, there's yeah, the, and the and the uh, yeah, that's a lot of fish. That's a lot of fish. Yeah, you can't hardly throw a rock in the water without getting near one. So, so from yeah. how many miles are there from Holter? You know, the Holter Dam sure. there to you know Hardy Creek, kind of where people would pull out if they're floating. Oh, know? they go all the way to Cascade. Thirty-five and a half miles of fishable water. Thirty-five yeah. and a half miles. Yeah. Times sixty one thousand. No, sixty one hundred. But 6, that's no. I mean, this is like I said. I mean, below the dam, and any um, tailwater. This isn't actually true tailwater, but any dam river. You know, they they are stacked up behind that dam. Behind the dam, yeah, because yeah. of the constant water temperatures, constant flows. I mean, we spoke about that before. Yeah, consistency in Mother Nature is pretty important for things to 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 move forward. Yeah, uh-huh. and I've caught I've caught. A considerable. The closer I get to the dam, the the more walleye I can catch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. And then the other. That's thing. absolutely true. Yeah, more walleye towards the dam. Yeah. And then the other thing I've seen is pictures of people lower, but Ulm to Cascade region catching northern pike. Yeah. No. There's yeah. In the last several years, more and more, more and more pike. Yeah. Yeah. Below Cascade, I I'll get one on a streamer occasionally. Yeah. And but you're yeah. not getting any of this. Oh, far. I you know my business partner had one. Yeah, caught one down just down below us here uh, 15 years ago. Yeah, but not a sensei. pretty big okay. no. But I mean, we are hearing more and more stories of the pike. Does yeah. that concern you? Oh, I mean, they like to eat trout. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, yeah, shoot, I don't know. I mean, I, those, again, those are the things I can't control. Yeah. Right, so I mean, right. I don't, I just don't even think about those I things. didn't even think about it before we were here and yeah, got on this train of sure. thought. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're catching northerns and those things. Yeah. They, their favorite food is little baby trout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And people are concerned about the pelicans. They don't really, I mean, they eat some baby trout and they eat some baby whitefish too. But, you know, trout eat trout as well. I mean, right. So, yeah. Trout, trout are very predatory fish. Oh, of course they are. Like, Absolutely. I've, I've, uh, when you go to clean them out, um, I've, oh. I've taken six mice. Yeah. Oh, out yeah. Of, out of one trout. Have six little mice in there oh, that yeah. he's eaten. Whoa! Like, yeah, taking gardener snakes out of oh, trout. Yeah. Like me personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, they eat they, stuff. They eat, they eat food. Lots of yeah, like they eat food. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had under the old wooden bridge here. This was replaced in 05, Finished in 05 here. This new bridge in Craig and previous was a wood plank single lane bridge, classic single lane iron structure and. Uh, or single lane iron structure and and all these uh, you know sparrow nests underneath it, 
and was parked under there in a pretty severe thunderstorm one July day. Yeah, and watched uh, lots and lots of little b- babies fall out of the nest because the whole nest were falling off underneath the bridge because right. it soaked through the wood planks. And oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, watched a lot of little baby birds get eaten. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was pretty wild. I'd never seen anything. I mean, I mean, uh, dozens of them wow. get, get chomped up. Yeah, Whoa. and it took about two and a half minutes after the first batch dropped for those fish to key in. I mean, predators... <laughs> Figure like, things out pretty quickly. Hey, yeah. there's some food hey. over here. <laughs> yeah. Tell the Yummy. others. Tell the others. Right. <laughs> Sound the alarm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mother Nature works quickly. Mm-hmm. And I thought of, I thought of another question too. Do you let uh, when people come out guiding? Do you let people keep fish, or you mainly catch and release? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a kind of a funny story. Uh, I had these two teenagers, and they and they had RV there with their parents. Uh, they were I can't remember if they're friends or brothers. I think they were brothers. And they were, oh, 12 and 14. Right. And uh, so we'd go on out and caught some. And, and they say, hey, we'd like to catch a couple. We'd like to keep a couple for, for the grill tonight. And I said, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the limit right now is three. Yeah, some guides don't, don't allow that. Uh, that. That doesn't bother me. you got to bring your own cooler and bag. I oh, mean, you're okay. not going to put your dead fish in my, not, I mean, I like trout too. But you're not going to put it in my cooler, you know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like I, gotta, I, gotta, yeah, I don't want all my Coors <laughs> Lights to taste <laughs> like. Yeah, like raw fish. Yeah. yeah Once you put a fish in a cooler, it, it's, it's a one. It's a yeah. one-time use. It yeah. Now, it now, yeah. Becomes now it's a, a fish cooler. cooler. Yeah, yeah, correct. So anyway, these kids, I didn't the know kids that. were in the boat, and uh, so you know, I think, I mean, you might as well catch those fourteen of the pan size. Those twelve to fourteen inch fish are taste a lot better than that. You know, twenty-two incher. You know, yep. to put that twenty-two back in. You know, to procreate. Huh. Let's yeah, let's get some pan sized fish. And okay, so we uh, we caught a couple of uh, sixteen or eighteen inch rainbows. And then we caught about a fourteen inch uh, rainbow. And I said, here's the kind of the fish you guys really want. And yeah, and uh, let's keep a few of these. And and he, so that I've got it in the net, and I'm holding it in the net to one of the kids. And he says, "Will you kill it for me?" I was like, "Oh no, man, no, 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 no! If you want to eat that, you got to kill it." He's like, "I don't want to kill it." So his brother killed it, you know. And oh, they, they, yeah. And so you know, he was flipping around. I was like, "You got to whack his head a little harder on the side of the boat, you know, on the gunnel." Yeah, yeah you got me. You got to kill it. Yeah, yeah. That's fair for the fish. I mean, that's the right thing to do. Uh-huh. And it's just it's a little bit better, so it's not flop around in the cooler. It's just a little distracting. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that those kids, they just kept the one. I mean, that oh, was it. So oh, yeah. They're like, I don't know if I want to yeah, do that again. Yeah, I mean, it was a kind of a life moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I've noticed, too, like, cool. I'll, I'll keep them out of the river. And not a ton, but I'll keep some because I love smoking uh, That's what I, yeah, smoke them. Yeah, smoke them. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But uh, I, I keep them when it's colder. Yeah. In the summer. No, you know, they, no, they, it's they, not. It it's almost seems the like the they right get a little time to, Yeah. I had a client that would keep whitefish and smoke them. Yeah. Oh, whitefish. I love whitefish. Yeah, fish. he was really yeah. good at it. Yeah, he had a bag of, like, uh, Ziploc bags of, uh, of buttermilk ready to go. And then at lunch, you know, we get, like, catch one. He's like, okay, anchor up. Yeah, and then he would bring his own cooler after the first one. Yeah, I sent my cooler home with him. I said, "You can you put your fish in there, but you got to buy that cooler from me." He's like, "Okay." <laughs> so anyway, but uh, yeah, then he'd flay him at lunch and at the end. But then then immediately put the fillets and the buttermilk on ice. Yeah, and then get them home, rinse, and then marinate, and then smoke. Yeah, they were you do oh, very yeah. good at white, it. Yeah. White, white fish are really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a process. You can't just okay. Yeah, you can't. They, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, the I'm white, getting more interested in fishing now. That's right. <laughs> and the whitefish, they Just live 
almost <laughs> everywhere that the trout live, they, they live in the same area. They'll eat sometimes the same food, but they kind of look like a, you would call it a sucker. Okay. They have like a sucker mouth on them, pretty small. Uh-huh. Um, and we have two different types. Well, I could be wrong, but I know of two different types of, of whitefish we have in Montana. And there's, there's some that they catch up at uh, near Kalispell on the Flathead Lake. Okay. And I've had those a ton. And and they then, fa- yeah, do they still farm them there? I mean, they did for you, and that's what whitefish is named I th- after. I think, yeah. I think uh, those, lake uh, fish, yeah. those lake whitefish, yeah. And there's people that um, go out and specifically just with uh, rod and reel will catch yeah. them and then sell them. Yeah. Like, it's a big thing yeah. up there. That is better than this rocky yeah, that, mountain that, whitefish. Yeah, the rocky, the rocky mountain yeah. whitefish. It's still a good fish. Um, that one is like the better tasting oh, one. Is over much there. better. Yeah, it's way better. But mm-hmm. um, these ones are still good, and they're fun. They're usually when you you hook into something like that, and you're expecting a trout. They feel they don't. I think trout fight better. Like they, they you know, you feel moving on the end of the line a little bit more. Yeah, the whitefish feel heavier. You know, and so you think you've got like a really big trout on when you. Uh-huh. I mean, it depends on the size and everything. But every time I've caught one, I'm like, "Ooh, I've got a really good <laughs> trout on." And or and, a foul, you know. fa- or fouled whitey. They don't oh, always yeah. like to eat it with their mouth. Yep. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so and nobody knows why foul hook just hooking anywhere. Not in the mouth. Not in the mouth. And so you foul hook something. They're streamlined to, to swim the direction of their face. Okay. But when you hook it in the side, it's now coming at you like a like a side, sideward sideways. sideward oar. Gotcha. Right? <laughs> and so it feels like a, a hundred pound fish and pretty it's just exciting. Kind of found hook. Yeah. I got yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Get the get the camera out. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And we did we did say yeah uh, have a couple of funny stories for us that was a good one with the, the anything that sticks out in your mind. Yeah, I like, just it just I had, I wrote a couple down. I can't. Well, I have the, can I, t- yeah, I have, years ago I had this uh, you can't uh, tell long, the story. yeah, I know, you can't this, tell this the one's, story. A, I've told this one before, it says, this one actually is appropriate, uh, and uh, uh, the gentleman in the front turns to me and says, hey, uh, I, I have to go to, I have to pee, you know, do, do what, what do you want me to do? Yeah. I said, well, you can, you can pee in the boat or, you know, or you can pee out of the boat, we can go to the shore, you can pee out of the boat, or you can just pee in the boat right here, it's fine, there's no one around, it's, you know, you got to. Take into consideration your your audience. You know you're not parked in somebody's front yard. You know, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, when you're peeing. But anyway, so it was a situation where we could we weren't bothering anybody and nobody's around. And and uh, and this gentleman's in the front of the boat. And so I'm turning. I'm talking to the guy in the back of the boat. Well, this and 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 then I heard the distinct sound of 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 pee on fiberglass, of water on fiberglass. You're like, uh, hey, kind of a distinct okay. sound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, are 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 you peeing? His name is John. And I said, John, are you are you peeing in the boat? He's like, well, you told me to. And I said, oh, uh, <laughs> that's not it. You may have misinterpreted. Yeah. Yes. And so I turned to his buddy and I said, you know, John's <laughs> peeing in the boat. He said, uh, it doesn't surprise me. I've known him 25 years. <laughs> he does stuff like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he says, it's just pee. I said, I, yeah. No, and I do have, I mean, one. Of, I have two rules in the boat when I get in every day with it, certainly a new guest. And I remind yeah. my long-term guest is, the first one is just act like you own the place, and we'll be fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. You, I mean, it's, the world is your oyster. I'm, I'm here to, to facilitate and provide service for you, the guest. And, and the second one is you can pee in the boat, but please don't poop in the boat. <laughs> so those are, those are my only two rules. Those right. are pretty, and those are pretty hard and fast. Yeah, those are... 
Typically, people make rules because somebody broke the unwritten uh, no, rule. No, they before. have not. I have not had the latter okay. happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. The former, okay. yes, but not the latter. Yeah, but I'm just making sure. <laughs> yeah, one of my lead, my lead guides' rule is no heart attacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had a guy, yeah, I had a guy um, from San Francisco, from Boston, then San Francisco, and he, uh, his friend, uh, they hadn't seen each other in a number of years, 15 years, they told me, and I, they, so they were having their reunion and talking, and the, one of the gentlemen gets out at, at Mid Cannon, a boat ramp down here, to, to use the, the, the outhouse, the facilities down there, and uh, the gentleman in front looks at me, he says, well, I think it's going pretty well. I was like, yeah, shoot, you know, we caught a couple this morning. I hope it picks up a little bit this afternoon. But, yeah, at least we got a couple, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, in 15 years. The last time I saw him, he tried to kill me. Oh, hey. I said, whoa, hey, uh, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Yeah, we were on a camping trip. We were hiking at High Mountain Lake, and I woke up, and he was on top of me. He was, tra- he was trying to, sn- he was strangling me. Yeah, yeah. I said, you're. You're kidding, right? He said, no, no, I'm not. So this is the first time we've got together since then. I was like, well, you know, you should have prefaced me with some of this. <laughs> you got to give <laughs> a guy he, he an email me, yeah, or something, right? He hits me with that right? at lunch. Yeah, yeah heads up. Yeah. yeah. And so was the guy, like... Did he, he come back and try to kill him after he yeah. went to use the facilities? No, I, uh, I uh, you know, those, those I've, I, I forget a lot of people I like, you uh-huh, know. Uh-huh. I, 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 don't, I still remember his first and last name. Yeah, people you don't like usually... <laughs> Yeah, no, okay. I fished with him for a few years. That was the only trip with his, with his, with that fishing partner. That yeah. one particular guy. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I did not, add, I did not go into it further when I saw him again. No. Oh yeah, yeah. like I, I don't want to know more about that story. Actually, if no, we could just never the talk last about time that I guy. Saw him, he tried to kill me. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine Isn't that. that. Even after fifteen years, it's like, what, what is what makes is, you, what makes you want to get back together with that guy? That's I mean, what I'm are saying. You so it's like, did he write you a letter or give you a house? Really sorry. <laughs> right. Like, what does somebody yeah, do to say, to I apologize for, uh, that you woke up and I was killing you? Yeah. I thought that that's what you wanted me to do. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. There's a miscommunication. <laughs> I don't know how you ah, apologize. Let's go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go fishing. Water under the bridge. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we just never speak of this again? Wait 15 years. I'll take you fishing. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be <laughs> yeah, fine. Everything yeah. will be fine. No, that, that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. No, I, one of the best stories I think I, I have, I, I fished with uh, uh, three generations, uh, another guy and myself, three generations, grandfather, father, two, two grandsons. Uh-huh. And so I had the, uh, the, the father, the grandfather and the father in the boat on, on day three. And, and, uh, and, and the grandfather, he was like, I think 92. And, and so, I mean, he's, he's, he's slumping a little bit in the chair and we've got a life jacket on him and we happen to be downriver on a, on a, on a very specific short hatch it has a, some big insects, and consequently, some big bugs come up. Uh-huh. And uh, oh, and we caught a couple on a nymph the pr- previous days, but now we're really kind of focusing on these on this event at, in the evening time. And and uh, and I see we're we're kind of coming out. We've caught some fish on the dries, and the kids have all caught one. And this gentleman, I can't remember his name either, and uh, he hadn't caught one on 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 this big size eight dry fly, and. And I see a fish rising. I said, hey, did you see that one down there? And he said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, wait, let's wait till we get a little closer and we'll, we'll sit you in there and throw a cast at it. And so he reaches back, and I think we're 72 or 70 or 75 feet from it, which is a healthy cast. And I could tell this individual um, in his younger years was a pretty uh, accomplished angler. Yeah. And so uh, 
So anyway, so he reaches back, makes this beautiful reach cast. This is technical talk now. Slack line reach cast at 70 feet and puts the fly 18 inches in front of the fish is what you're supposed to do anyway. Yeah. And the fish eats it and he sets the hook and uh-huh. we land. It's a really beautiful brown trout, 22 or 23 inches. I mean, a very, a very respectable fish. Yeah. Ate it on top and I think his name was Larry. It just came to me. And, I, and so we get done. We took a couple pictures and his kids are there and everybody's high-fiving and stuff. It's like, Larry, I... I I, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I didn't know you had that kind of cast in you. And he said, best cast of my life. <laughs> said, 92. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sitting here awesome. like. It was, like, it was, no, it was me- memorable. I mean, I can remember it like it happened, you know, five minutes ago. It was, wow. yeah, I mean, I mean, just a textbook uh, expert cast sitting, that slumping in his chair in the front. Like yeah. not even standing. No. Oh, no. Wow. No. I mean, I, yeah. I said, man, I didn't think you had that. In. I, yeah, I said, best cast of my life. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, because the other boat was parked beside us. And yeah, I'm sorry, we were drifting out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but uh, really, that was a, a, a re, that was rewarding. You know, you get those moments that are truly rewarding with that individual and they've, when they've accomplished something. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Man. Yeah. Best cast of my life. Best last, cast of my life. Last time I saw my son 15 years ago, he tried to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a real no, special day. You might be combining lows. two stories right now. But highs and lows. What a special day. What? So, th- so that brought up a point. Uh, uh, 23, 22, 23, 24-inch brown, you said? Brown trout, yeah. Which is, which is a lower percentage fish that you're going to you Yeah, five or six to one rainbows over brown trout. Yeah. yeah. What is the biggest brown and rainbow you've had? Oh, not well, not me you personally. Not, well, oh, maybe even you personally, but uh, twenty-four and a half. Me personally, brown trout, twenty, and also twenty-four and a half inch rainbow. Yeah, a big rainbow is more rare than a big brown. Yep, because of the lifespan. A yep. brown will live, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, and a uh, and a rainbow it's typically three to five. A six, you know, Eagle Lake rainbow is one of the strains we have here. That has a longer lifespan, and consequently, that is our largest fish. Yeah, just length of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just okay. built. It's built for weight. Yeah, and it's so that's a sumo. And that's your, wrestler your, of your the <laughs> rainbow. Hey, all right. Yeah, just built differently. And that's those are your biggest. Those are my biggest. I had a uh, a client catch a twenty-five and three-quarter inch brown trout a number of years ago. Joe, Joe Hayek is his name, and uh, it's still still a client. And uh, the rainbow was, uh, 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 um, oh, shucks. Uh, oh, Jim Scherer, who was an actual rocket scientist. Jim Scherer. Yeah, okay. yeah. Had this uh, fly fishing business called Tackett, a fly box company for years. And, and uh, yeah, and he got a, he got a 24 and a half inch rainbow on a LaFontaine buzzball, which is my favorite fly. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing there is, and they, we took pictures and stuff like that. And, and uh, he caught it on the first cast, which is the appropriate cast to catch it on. And, <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, I was, ex- I was more excited than the guests. And, and so we take some pictures and they come back the next year. I say, hey, do you guys have some copies of, those, of that big trout? And he's like, big trout. It's like, yeah, no, last year you caught a, you know, the biggest trout you said you'd ever caught. It's kind of the biggest trout I had seen on a, on a dry fly on this river. And he's like, yeah. hmm. I said, I remember catching the big fish, but I don't remember who it was with. I said, it was with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember who it was with? He said, yeah. I said, that wasn't memorable at all to you? He's like, yeah, I'm not sure who it was with. I was like, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I, never, yeah. I never got the picture. That was like, a, uh, that was a pretty big fish. I've done like 25 bigger than that since then. Like, I don't even remember that tiny Jim little Sher- thing. Yeah. Great, great fella. Yeah. <laughs> 
I said, what do you do for a living? He says, I'm a rocket scientist. I was like, no, what do you really do? He's like, no, I'm, I'm a rocket scientist. Rocket yeah. scientists have terrible memories. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> That's what the, the moral of the podcast is. Yeah, rocket scientists have terrible memories. And they're not, they're, they're not impressed by, by big fish at all. They're like, eh, I don't know. No, whatever. that was not <laughs> I can't remember who the guide was. Yeah. That's great. Um, well, shoot. Okay, so if what are, what are some things, uh, just to ball it up, if, if yes. so, so someone's coming up here, you mentioned rain jacket, sunglasses, sunscreen. Yeah. You're going to bring lunch. Yeah. You're going to bring water. Yeah. Um, so that's all they need to have. What don't they bring? Like, what's uh, the worst? First of all, what's the worst thing anybody's ever brought with them? And what's maybe a common thing that people bring to you? Like, you don't need that. I, you know, I... I, I Sometimes people bring too much. Yeah. I mean, all the gear they've ever purchased in their whole life. Yeah. Let, let, I mean, it is a boat. There is a finite amount of room. So, uh, but if you want, I mean, always bring anything specific you want to drink. You know, any alcoholic beverages. I mean, the guy cannot provide that. We don't, we don't have a liquor license. We have right. several licenses, but not that. Um, big, giant bags full of gear. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, let's just get kind of what we need. That's, bring it, bring that's it, probably it, the biggest a thing. A backpack. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, if right. you want to bring, perfect. you know, I mean, I'm a snacker. So when I go on a guide trip, like I bring, you know, some beef jerky and some candy and Chex mix. some cookies and some Chex Mix. Stuff, yeah, stuff like that. So absolutely bring that stuff. Um, bring anything you want, would like. Is uh, it okay that they bring bananas? There's no bananas in the boat. Okay. Yeah, that's an absolute rule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and there's lots of, di- you'll have to look that up. I'll give somebody, yeah, you look up yeah. no bananas in the boat if anybody's curious because there's a couple different storylines on uh, but no bananas and but that's a rule, Joe. Okay. And you can find funny uh, YouTube videos too of guides like they'll pull out their camera because somebody brought a banana on their boat. Oh, yeah. it's just terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I Chuckle. found like found them like in the, the guys will put a couple bananas in the cooler, you know, because yeah. they want a couple, you know, for potassium and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, and they like bananas, you know, and, I'll, uh-huh. and yeah, I don't even say anything, but I would my fun <laughs> favorite thing to do is to pick it up and then go put it on somebody else's bumper, <laughs> specifically, you know, somebody you know. Yeah, hopefully the yeah. That you know well enough where you can, yeah, because that upsets people. When yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, so, I think that's pretty, but no bananas in the boat. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that bad things happen. No yeah. bananas yeah. in the boat. That's yeah. good advice, actually. Yeah, that's a big one. Absolutely. Yep. And that, for any boat, that's saltwater or freshwater. Yeah, yeah, that's, so I learned on saltwater. So I didn't know, I didn't know story. that. It's a saltwater story. Yeah, it's yeah. crossed over to, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I was wondering, is that is that specific even here? You know, and so if it is, I want yeah. people to know, yeah, don't yeah. bring any bananas. No bananas on the boat. Eat them, you just eat them in your room. Yeah, or eat them in the car. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Put, put, yeah. Them, put them in a shake. Put them in a shake. Yeah. Or a and, and drink the shake yeah. on your Correct. way yeah. to the guide service. Yeah. No, you, I mean, you can arrive, just to, you know, bring some comfortable things. I mean, a rain jacket, it's the Rocky Mountains. You've got to have a rain jacket along. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll provide waders or any other stuff like that and provide, provide the rods. So all the terminal tackle, yeah. You just need your fishing license, your sunglasses, and, and you know, absolutely sunscreen. But they, they can bring their own rod. Oh, of course. And many, many do. Yeah, but you don't have to. And yeah. do you guys also guide... <laughs> I know, I know we were ready to roll up, but I, I just had some of these kind of flash questions real quick. Uh, was you, Would you also guide if somebody wanted to bring their spinning rod? Oh, f- of course. And you yeah, you know, the, absolutely. And, I, and we have done that. They have to kind of bring their own gear. Mo 99.9% of your fly fishing guides don't have that, don't have that gear. Right. Yeah, yeah they're not going to have the, the lures part, you they need provide or the spinners. Flies, you know, your guides are going to provide the, you know, the stuff beyond the terminal tackle and, 
and uh, uh, so the flies and stuff. But yeah, you would have to generally provide your own lures. But yeah. but you're totally okay if somebody oh, shoot. If, if they love oh, that. Of course, you're just like oh yeah yeah. I've I mean if I've been here. Uh, you know, 30 years. I've, it's, uh, I've only f- guided two spin anglers, and both of them were exceptional and caught a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. like, that, that's spring where, time. That's where There's my- a bunch of weeds later in the summer in the water column, but that's yeah, more of, you know, yep. winter, late winter, spring activity. Yep. We're dead drifted night crawlers pre um, kind of the Illidia weed. We've got a weed out here that grows that can make it a little messy at times of the year. Right, because I was even going to say earlier when you're talking about like flip flops, I'm like, you could also go barefoot. And actually, with that weed, it's kind of yeah, you kind of want the yeah, flip flops to yeah. get slippery and stuff. And I mean, now I whack my toe on an occasional thing. I mean, a, a covered toe area has become more important as I age. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. many, many, yeah, sun, yeah, more sunscreen and less sun exposure. Big, big broad hats and that kind of stuff. Is yeah, I brought a bo- broad hat with me just in case. You should have been. I can't believe you didn't wear it for the I, during I, the cast. I know. I was just going to be inside. I have it in you the truck. You wore your fishing shirt. You just forgot. Fishing. You're right. Come on, John. You're right. <laughs> didn't you know Next what kind? Didn't you what you're doing today? No, I'm I'm the beginner guy. I'm oh. the one that asks all the beginner questions. <laughs> Next well, time, I, bring the, your hat. The, the lure fishing is my wheelhouse. Like yeah, that, that's yeah, what yeah. I, I did a lot. Is yeah. Little Rapalas oh. and blue fox spinners awesome. and stuff like that. And uh, I'm hoping this tomorrow. Tomorrow's actually my birthday. Oh, um, happy birthday. My wife, I, I told her I needed a, an eight-piece, five-weight rod. Because yeah. I want to be, be able to break it down yeah. and put it in my yeah, pack. travel and rod, yeah. Take, take it up with me. And I'm hoping that's what I get. Fingers crossed that's what I get tomorrow. Um, yeah. Is is uh, Joe? If, you, if your wife didn't, maybe you should get something like that for okay. Brian. And, and so yeah. I'm going to get into the fly fishing because I've yeah. really started getting into the world. Um, the the biggest extent I've ever really I, I've had like the cheap, by the garage sale sure. fly rod, which works just fine. That's how right? we all started. Yeah, yeah. and That's I usually give them to people as they're trying to start. Sure, and I'd have to go get another one. And but I'd every year I'll come up here to Holter. With my spinning rod, but I, I'm essentially fly fishing, sure. you know, with with the uh, a casting bubble. Yeah, yeah. You have a yeah. little thingamabobber, yeah. I think, is what yeah. they call them yeah. now. The different names yeah. almost every year yeah. for whatever Correct. the yeah. strike yeah. indicator yeah, is. The newest, yeah. yeah, the newest one. And then I throw a leech, um, yeah. ba- a balanced leech on the mm. bottom, and that's what was hitting effective. this year. Effective, yeah, really effective on the yeah. spawn up on Holter, yeah. and that's where you can get your egg sacs from because they're spawning up there. Sure. And then it's perfect time down here on the river to use them and. And so anyway, I, I was just wondering, because if I ever got, a, I, I'd like to do both. I'd like to do one where I'm lure fishing, yeah, because that's what I'm used to. That's my bread and butter. And then the other one is, I want somebody to tell me, I've never had someone tell me like what I'm doing wrong when I'm fly sure, fishing. Sure, sure. No, we were, yeah, I, I've been meaning to bring this back up. Now you've come full circle. I, you know, the fly fishing is a thing that is, gen- it's not that intuitive. It's not. Yeah, no. So it's I mean, not. so I, you know, I always encourage. I think if I had to do this whole process over, I would have hired a guide right away when I got here. I mean, I had been fly fishing already, and I, but I was absolutely green and a novice. Um, it would have shaved a hundred days off my learning that first, just that first guide trip. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because you know, this is a little different kind of water you have to fish. You know, we're not fishing bank sites. We're not fishing. So I mean, having somebody that's going to put you in successful situations and explain why is so very, very important. I mean, I always say, like, you know, you, you can see a family member, and that's and just great. I mean, I encourage family and, and, and friends are one way to learn. But I think you need to couple that with seeing a professional, too, because you need kind of both of those things. You know, your, your family member, while being the love you very, very much, 
might not always have the show you the right path for success and put you in successful situations. We've all been in situations. I always use the ski one where, you know, the greatest. You know, I went skiing with the first time with my brother-in-law. So we got on this lift. We went to the top. I've never had skis on in my whole life. And yeah. And then he said, okay, it's really easy. All you got to do is this. And then after about four minutes, I was still on the ground. I couldn't get up. He's just like, okay, I'll see you in a little while. You know, I mean, that's not a great way to learn. Nope. So that can happen here where you get all the stuff out there. And you're like, holy cow, what do I do? So I think having somebody show you the right path and giving you some of those fundamentals, yep. explaining the fundamentals. I mean, when you learn how to play basketball, you have fundamentals, dribbling and passing and shooting, fundamentals and fly fishing, fundamentals and skiing. Very, very important to get that framework established to provide success in the future when you're going fishing with your neighbor or your uncle or whatever. Yeah. And, and I've only yeah. learned that it's over so, the, the course so of my life. It's so very If you can go out with a guide, if you're in a new area... And you, you, you can you can it's it's really it's gonna save honestly you. not that expensive no, if it's you gonna bring save a buddy you really with time you. and money no and if you're gonna have to to do that same thing you're gonna have to go out a hundred days holy you're cow. saving actually a ton of money you absolutely <laughs> you're are. actually saving a ton of money even to locals go out with you know it's very common for uh, you know uh, over fifty percent of our business is from Montana right yeah absolutely um, and that's about like I said the river use number and and uh, even locals you know just a little tune up in the spring oh yeah shoot I forgot God, oh yeah, that's right. I don't want to fish all that good-looking water right now. I want to fish this boring stuff because it's winter and it's cold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just those reminders. Yep. To like I said, you know, you, you can steer the bus. Sometimes it's okay if somebody just kind of you know to redirects it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so very very important for success is 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 getting the right first step. Yep. So that yeah, you don't go out there and like, well, that was stupid. I'm terrible <laughs> at that. I'm going to put it in the corner of my garage and never look at it again. Yeah. That's not, that's not, yeah. Any, any, any last minute, any, any questions you had, Joe? I think, you know, I had a little note, but then we're recording on my phone, so I don't even, I don't right. even have it with me. I think, I think that's, I think that covers We should everything. talk just briefly about the great shop we we're talking about, Head Under so, Shop. So that's yeah. where I was, that's where I was going next yeah. is like, we want people to be able to find you and we want to know what you have available yeah. here. How many guides do you have? Is there, you know, is actually, there? actually, let's just just tell us like how to find yep. you. Okay, yep. don't don't tell us all that yep. other yep. stuff. Yep. Just <laughs> how to find you, and then we'll read that stuff on your website. Sure, cool. absolutely, yeah. No, headhuntersflyshop.com is the primary. We also have Insta, Instagram at headhuntersfly. Yeah, okay. And we so a blog and fish report is updated every single day. Bam. And I'm not, and I'm not <laughs> making that up. There it We've is. We've done six thousand entries since we started fifteen years ago. Yeah, so we and have that's on headhuntersflyshop.com. Headhunters fly fly yeah, headhunters will give you the headhunter to you know if you want a tech job somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Headhuntersflyshop.com and then yeah, at headhuntersfly and we are open every day but Christmas and open Dang. every day every day at eight. Yeah, and we have thirty nine rental properties as well. So we are really kind of a full service operation. Yeah, and shuttle services and rental boat services and casting lessons and stuff so like pe- that. So people can call you just to they have their own drift boat oh, and they absolutely. want you to come pick them up. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. No, cool. so those are, yeah. Those are, Can they come and just rent a rod? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, full yeah, service. Full service, yeah. From any rental product, uh, whether rod or, or waders, waders for the day. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, drift boats and, yeah, so all those services are available. Yeah. At, cool. At all 12 months. Yeah. Man, that, that actually is all new information. I really knew that you had a fly shop. Sure. You could go buy flies and any supplies oh, yeah. I need. Absolutely. And I've stopped in many times on my way up to, you know, Holter or wherever I'm going. Um, and then I knew you had a guide service. I yep. didn't know that you rented all yeah. that stuff, too. Yeah, I know. Okay. And, and, you know, you mentioned earlier about, you know, some of that uh, 
just starting out, we, we love to teach. You know, that's what we are. That's one of our primary information is free. And so entertainment, information, education, and customer service are the things that are most important to us and are and certainly our mission statement. So if you would just want to come in and say, like, hey, I've heard about this deep nymphing thing. Will you talk to me a little bit about that? That's a very common question. Hey, I've heard about this short leash. You know, what should we do here? So it's those are things that you, we can just yeah. Uh, just rig up your rod and help you in any way that we can, you know, help to go out there and be successful. <laughs> All <laughs> I gotta do is walk in with my rod and we can talk about nymphing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, that's dangerous. Sounds man. groovy. Good, I it? might find myself in the shop a little bit more than I. Absolutely. I no, we love to teach. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the show with us. This thanks, was a Joe. lot of fun. Absolutely. Honestly, I learned a lot. I learned more than I thought I would. Because I thought I knew everything about fishing. <laughs> I had the shirt. I've lived out here. I talked to people. That's but right. uh, I actually know zero. But now I know, not only do I know a lot, I know where to go to find it Absolutely. at, at, at uh, headhuntersflyshop.com. Down, downtown, Craig Montana. Downtown. downtown. If you, yeah, as you're driving through Craig, Craig, just don't blink and you won't miss it. That's right. You won't miss it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's on the right-hand side as you're driving through Craig on your, on your way to the river. Uh, we appreciate your time, Mark. Hey, thanks awesome. so much. Yeah, and thanks for Isaacs for, for hosting. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Much, I, I talked to him a couple weeks ago. I came in here and had prime rib nachos, which mm. were fantastic. So good. Out and of then, this world. Uh, and then, yeah, they said, you know, just come knock on the door. <laughs> and we're good. And I'm like, well, do you want me to call beforehand? They're like, nah, it no. doesn't matter. Just Don't come knock on the it. door. We'll give you a table. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, really cool. Come try this restaurant. How we usually close out is I'll say, I've been Brian. And then you'll say, I've been Mark. And then you'll say, I've been Joe. And then all at the same time, we'll say, we'll see you next show. Fantastic. You ready? Yes. All right. I've been Brian. I've been Mark. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.